Listen harder. Hey everyone, I'm Tanya. And this is Brandy. And you're listening to Listen Harder. Um, we have we met up about three hours ago and <laughs> we just now are starting to record. Yep. That's not uncommon. No. It <laughs> is on our goal list to get better at. Yeah. Because I'll be I'll stop Tanya be like, this is podcast material. Um Yep. And then and then I don't know if it ever it it usually kind of makes its way into Sometimes. the podcast. Yeah. Not all the time, but it yeah. doesn't really. Yeah. Um <laughs> One day, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get better at just locking in. Yeah, but it's been a while since we've kind of seen each other, so we had to like catch up. Plus, we were trying to figure out a new way of recording. Woo! Yeah, so maybe our, our audio will be better. Yeah, we hope so. It's been confusing. Yeah, I sent Tanya this long message where I was like, "It could be this. Static could be from this. Could be this." I don't know. Could be this. Um, it was like a billion things and I didn't know Yeah, how to fix it. Yeah. But I think um, we're definitely moving in the right direction, I think. A direction. Yeah. We're and moving in a direction. I think that's the important thing. Like in life, you don't really know. You just need to be going a direction and then like follow the signs. Yeah. <laughs> if you see something that says maybe you should be going in a different direction. Like maybe go that way <laughs> instead of keeping to try to do the thing that keeps yeah. failing. And don't, yeah, like just, uh, don't force, don't mm. force things, that's, which, yeah, it's a reoccurring. That's, that's a reoccurring thing for Tanya and I. Yeah. It's just been like showing up in our lives for a while. Yeah. And it was the thing too with this podcast because I really wanted, I was like, okay, when you do this, Tanya's like, don't force it, Brandy. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> I'm like, but we need a name. And she's like, it'll come to us. And honestly, I didn't trust for a while. Like, <laughs> it was hard. I was like, okay, Tanya. But like, we just need to get this going and we need to get the domains and all the stuff. Yep. <laughs> I don't even remember like what it was before. Like, I know at some point it was just listen, right? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, there's a ton of different ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, listen, and we're like, that's it. <laughs> that's got to be it. And then we realized that other people also <laughs> Had that same decided that it was it for them. Yeah, that happens a lot. Uh, sometimes I will, I'll, I'll just have a title like come up in my head. And because I'm writing a book, like I always like, I will always be like, is that the title of my book? So then I'll always Google it to see if it's already a title. And a lot of times it is. And then I'm like, oh, now I have to buy this book because I feel like the universe told me the title for a reason. <laughs> so I have a lot of books. That <laughs> <laughs> of like random content that you would have never consumed. Yeah. And yeah. some of them are really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting way of discovering things. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting. But like speaking of really the way we have approached this podcast and stuff, one of the things that I've been just thinking about is our like attachment to things that may not really serve us, but mm. we think we need them. Let me explain that yeah. better. And maybe I won't do it better, but I'm going to try. Okay. So like I used to think... I used to have a really negative way uh, that I talked to myself and that I used to, to to go through school and stuff. So, like, I would tell myself, you're a failure, you're going to fail, you're not smart. Like, I would do all these things because I thought that was the only way that I could actually succeed. So, it's so strange, but I thought I had to do that in order to have drive and to be motivated and to do things. And that's what I was known for. Like my friends and family knew that I had drive. I was a good student. I was going to get this. But um, anytime they would say that to me, I was like, no, I could fail at any moment. And it was just this constant state of panic. Um, and then when I finally learned that I didn't need to do that and I learned a better way to talk to myself and I learned all this stuff, I realized I could still be motivated and driven and do all these things, but I was holding on in the past to this thing. I was attaching myself to this thing that wasn't what was really serving me because I thought that's what I needed mm -hmm. to do it. And I see this in so many, so many facets. Like um, I have a friend that is like 
always sad. Like it's almost part of their identity now. And for themselves, they're like, that's what I am. I'm sad and depressed. That's how I get. And it's like they've or they've attached to this idea, but they don't have to be that way. But I think we get used to like living like that because we know how to live in that world. Mm-hmm. And we whether we know it or not, we're attaching ourselves. Is that clear yeah. at all? No, it's totally clear. I and I also think like, yeah, you're attaching yourself in more than one way. It's like you're attaching yourself because it's it's what you know and it's how it's how you move through the world but you're also attaching to yourself in a way of almost identity as well like it's yes yeah so it's like now become something about you that like you are like this is me um and you know when you do that it's fine it's fine to have things that you identify with um but those don't have to be like uh concrete all the time you know but it can be scary well, exactly. Like I was super afraid to leave that because I was like, this is the thing. Like, how am I going to succeed if I don't if I don't do this, if I don't like live like this? Yeah. I just didn't see what that other that another path existed. And I was afraid I would lose, quote unquote, myself, you mm-hmm. know, who I had defined myself as. And e- honestly, even if it did change and maybe I just became, you know, uh, a slacker or someone that wasn't as driven or whatever the case may be. I think I would still rather do that like healing and live that way. Cause I think I'm just, I know I'm happier without having that negative talk to myself. Yeah. But it's just a strange thing that we, we attach ourselves to what's familiar, even though it's not, necessarily the best thing and I think we just need to kind of think about it because it's sneaky and we don't realize that we do it a lot yeah but like it's kind of why like we stay in situations that are maybe painful or aren't serving us because we know how to navigate it like we've been here we've lived with it I know this pain I know I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll be okay I know like maybe for my friend who's you know sad or depressed like he he knows what that feels like. He knows what he has to go through to do it. He knows he has to sit there and just kind of deal with it. You know, maybe do his fixes, whatever those are. Like maybe he writes or, you know, I don't know to get through those moments, but it's familiar. I know how to navigate this world. I don't know how to navigate a world without it. Yeah. It's so wild that you're talking about this right now because I went on a trip uh, last weekend and literally had thought... <laughs> That we seek out the familiar. And I know that's not like a new concept or anything, but my my heart understood it in a way that it's never understood it before. It's terrifying to go into the unfamiliar and uh, to be vulnerable in that way and to not and to like try something that you just know nothing about, you know, or be a different way than you've ever been or let go of something that you've been carrying your whole life like there's so many things that are terrifying about that and side note or forward note (laughs) (laughs) I love that (laughs) I'm gonna start using forward note (laughs) I'm gonna use it in all our podcast descriptions (laughs) (laughs) yeah forward note is uh, now I'm Oh, yes. I remember. <laughs> so a lot of times you think you are moving into the unfamiliar and you will trick yourself into thinking you are doing a whole new thing and that it's brand new and that you've never done it before and that it's super new. And then once you're in it for a while, if you really look around, you're like, oh, yeah, nope. It's the same thing, but by a different name. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I've done that, too, where I'm like, cool. I Oh, I just fell into the same pattern that I did before. It's just in different circumstances. Yeah. yeah. It just looks slightly different, but in the end, yeah, it's the same. Or you find, like, your, yeah, it's your, com- you found a way to somehow bring your comfort 
you know, uh, levels into that new thing. So you're still leaning on that stick that may not be the stick you need to lean on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with um, consciously making choices versus unconsciously making choices. And I like I think if anyone listening pays attention, I think it's very common. I know for myself it is to not make conscious decisions. It's like you think you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like it's it's whole it's a whole different ball game when you are consciously choosing something. Because you have to be honest to do that and you have to really think and you have to really, you know, look around you and be like I have to say some hard things to myself right now. Not only do I have to say some hard things to myself right now, but I have to hear those hard things that I'm saying and really like and really know that like what I should be choosing um is probably something different than what feels mm. good. Yeah. Exactly. Cuz it's not the comfortable thing. No. That's and and it's it's tricky because it may not be something that is overtly in your face. And I think to go with that is it's usually an option that you didn't think of. Mm -hmm. So that's why you have to consciously make that choice. Because like, for instance, to go back to my friend who um, maybe is sad and depressed, right? Like you don't have to be. Yeah. And I don't think he's ever thought that. Like it's I guess kind of what we talked about. It's become that identity, right? Mm -hmm. Like I am a sad and depressed person. Mm -hmm. Um definitive. But like the other thing is you don't have to be. And that's a hard thing. Like you said, it's like first you have to even give that option that maybe the way you are thinking about yourself, you're defining yourself, you're living, isn't the only way. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard when you've been living that way your entire life or for, you know, years. Um, you've gotten used to that. But, like, there is another way. There's more ways than you can even fathom. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to stay there. And at some point, it becomes a choice that you stayed there. And you decided to not, well, like what you said, listen to your, or like hear yourself and listen to yourself mm -hmm. because it's hard and you've decided this other thing, but you made that decision, which means you can easily make the decision in the other way too. Yeah. 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 In many different ways. Yeah. There's like, yeah, it, there's so, there's so much room for expansion and also to get to know yourself in a different way because if you think about like, if you think about um, people raised in the exact same situations, like e even siblings, like I'll use my sister and myself, raised in the same home, completely different people, right? Yeah. S and like, so it's also... And not that far in ages. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, just because of... Yeah. Yeah. So it's also like if if that can be true, then what else can also be true? Like maybe it could also be true that I am not necessarily definitive. Like I can maybe try another path or even like completely transform myself into something. And like, you know, I do believe like we have things like in our nature um, and let's like, a, you know, a rabbit hole we could go down. But like also you can you can change like that's people can change. And I think that's a hard, uh, I think that's a hard thing for people to really believe because you don't see it all the time. Yeah. It, well, exactly. Like, um, uh, sorry, I've just lost track, but, um, <laughs> my brain, uh, so many things are activated with yeah. that. But one thing I love that you were talking about making decisions consciously, yeah. um, because like you said, with change is we are changing. And if you're not making those, if you're not thinking about things consciously, you don't 
recognize that. Mm-hmm. Like I told you in one of the last podcasts that my my to-do list or my dream list, my bucket list, whatever you want to call them, it's a living document that always changes because yeah. and like the weird thing is is I'll go back and I'll, I'll I'll have things listed on there that I wanted or that you know, this is who I am, this is what I do and this is what I want and I'm like, wow. <laughs> those aren't me anymore. Yeah. And it's really weird. It's so hard to go, I'm going to take this off my list because this isn't my like truth anymore. And then there's a moment like, wait, what is my, what, 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 what changed? Now I need to sit here and think about it because something changed where this isn't a thing anymore. Yeah. And, um, like I could have just kept the same list from 16 years old or whenever I started making this like bucket list or whatever, but that's not the same as now. And things I wanted then they changed, like everything does change and we have to know that and let that be and not hold ourselves back from it because we've decided, no, I'm this person like, or maybe like, no, I don't, uh, I don't like this, Mm -hmm. you know, enter anything like you've decided these things, but they change. Yeah. And also another thing I would like to add about like that situation too, is when you do have like moments of reflection, which are very like important, I think, um, um, reflection are backward, backward notes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I also want diagonal notes to come in. (laughs) Yep. Just you wait. (laughs) Uh, But to see, okay, here, here I was here. And now I'm looking at this point and I'm now I'm this person and it's evident that I've changed. Right. But a, a question to ask yourself is how much of this change did I participate in? Mm. Because if you ask yourself that question, you'll be like, wow, maybe not a lot. Maybe I am not making conscious choices here. You know what I mean? And not that that's a bad thing. Because we can't possibly make conscious choices in everything. It's exhausting. Exactly. There's a reason why our brain defaults in ways. Because we can't be like, it's like one time I spent four or six hours. I don't really want to see the amount of time looking for towels on Amazon. I was like reading every review. I was like, these aren't fluffy enough. Like, oh, these ones, when you wash them, they do little like uh, ball things, yep. like thread balls. And I was just like, this isn't going to work. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. What is this? This isn't something <laughs> yeah. that I need to spend this much conscious effort on. Yeah. But yeah, like you were saying, so you don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then it's like, well, where can I be more conscious or like, how can I, you know, play a bigger role in this um, direction that I'm moving and like who I want to be, you know, and like, what kind of person do I want to be? Do I get a choice in that? Yeah, I think it is important to like put that energy when it needs to be there be conscious of that because (laughs) conscious of it but um (laughs) be aware of it because yeah you can't be 100 percent present and consciously making everything yeah and I think too like things that you like I, I I said it twice already third time um it just may not be evident yeah to you and like Maybe take maybe time every quarter, week or month, whatever feels right to you, a half year, um, where you kind of just sit down and evaluate things like and really think about what what are your core beliefs about yourself, about life, about people um, and be ready for them to be different from the last time you answered that. Mm hmm. And then think about it. And like, if you find that you're like, I am just depressed, like question all of your core beliefs, ask a why, ask, is this necessary? Do I need to live like this? And it doesn't always have to be a negative. Mm -hmm. It could be a positive, like, um, like maybe for me, one of the things I like to, to fill my schedule with a lot of things, and that's not a bad thing, 
But I was like, do I need to do this? Is this serving me in the best way? Or am I diffusing my energy to the point where it's not going to the places that I really want it to land? Mm -hmm. So it's just all these just question, question, question. Really evaluate and let your, let um, possibilities that you wouldn't normally think to be an answer to be an answer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's always a hard one. Um, also, w- uh, since we were talking about like the beginning of the podcast uh, with like our audio and stuff, the thing that we're doing right now <laughs> differently is like we're 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 wearing headphones, <laughs> and, and we're so happy. <laughs> I know we haven't listened to it or we haven't used headphones this entire time. No, and the thing that's so cool about the headphones is we can hear ourselves. Right. And like, I just, that just resonated with me in a way where it's like, you know, we get so stuck on autopilot and we're just going through life and we're like, we think we know who we are and we're doing all those stuff that we forget to listen to ourselves or hear ourselves. And like, it's, it's always there for us. Like to, we are speaking to ourselves constantly. And we're speaking in ways that may not be quote-unquote traditional Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily our voice but maybe like your body is telling Mm -hmm. you something yes maybe your feelings and emotions surrounding something is telling you something like maybe your actions that you weren't really noticing before are telling you something Mm -hmm. maybe what you're choosing to do with your time is telling you something um like all these things are are information mm-hmm. and those are the things that kind of indicate to you like what's really going on and they need to be synthesized through your heart and your mind yeah. you know cuz your mind will lock in on something and be like no nope, this is this is how it is cool solved check goodbye <laughs> i already know this <laughs> like well let me think of the 50 ways that it could be so that I can pick the one I like the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what we were talking about off podcast um, <laughs> yes. is we have these um, patterns and like training that our brains been through our entire lives. So like I always, my non-neurologist self uh, has always imagined our brain paths, like our thoughts to like, it's like walking in snow and the, I don't uh, the more you walk in the snow, I know I've mentioned this on past podcasts, but the deeper that snow path gets. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to keep going down that path than to like forge a new one yeah. in snow. But who would want to walk in snow? Not me. But uh, <laughs> anyways, just the analogies there. So like we have these paths that our brain is constantly gone on. And that's why it makes it really easy to not notice when we've decided to attach ourselves to maybe something that's not serving us anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really hard to get out of that programming that we've either just had our entire lives or long enough that it's, this is the way we think, but it is possible to forge a new path, but you have to first know that this programming is there. Yeah. And then you have to know when you keep falling back into that programming and be like, nope, nope, we're over here now. We're not, we're not doing that anymore. Brandy, you're not telling yourself you're, um, you know, failure and that you are dumb and you have no, like you're knowing all these things, all these thoughts or whatever. Yeah. I stopped myself the other day. I was so proud of myself. I literally <laughs> had the thought, I hate myself. And I was like, and it, it, and it happened. And then I realized like how automatic that thought was. And I was like, and I stopped it. And I was like, wait a minute. No, <laughs> I don't hate myself. I love myself. And I literally stopped in my track and, and changed the automatic thought from I hate myself to I love myself. That was a win for me. That's huge. Yeah. That's really huge. It was a huge win because like normally I would just think I hate myself and then my mind would just keep telling me more crappy things. Yeah. And you've been there before. So, you know, it's quote unquote comfortable, which is strange to be comfortable in something that's painful. Yeah, it Um, is. (laughs) 
But yeah, so it's like, it's just kind of easy to sit in that. Yeah. And it's like, it's also like a way I think of avoiding responsibility for, uh, for, I, I guess, like, it's like, um, oh yeah, like if I, if I say I hate myself and I'm a failure and all of those things, it's like, cool, then it's not a big deal when I fail. And then a way that's kind of like avoiding responsibility, because if you don't so say those things and you try to do something and then you do fail, then you have to say, oh, the failure is my responsibility when it was always your responsibility in a way anyway. And what I love that you brought that up, too, because um, one thing I want to get away from, too, is like the idea that thinking of a new way is just the opposite. So like so with this, it doesn't mean like for me, once I got rid of that, um, yes, I had to deal with the failures that happened, but what I didn't realize, it wasn't just a complete opposite where I was like, now I have to deal with this, like where it's harder. Right. Yeah. It was more so I found new techniques to deal with it. So I found a way to be like, oh, I'm going to be more loving and forgiving of myself when I fail and realize that this is part of the human process. Also, like we talked about in a past op- uh, episode, what is, ex- what is failure And how I define that matters and what I'm comparing it to matters because I can make sure I fail in everything if I compare it to perfect, you know. Yep. But like I it's it's not just deciding I'm not going to do this. It's literally changing everything that surrounds it. It's no longer talking bad at myself, but it's also going like, well, what other ways can I deal with things like Mm -hmm. I I choose now to be forgiving of myself. I choose not to hold myself to expectations that don't make sense. Um, I choose to like look at it from the opposite way instead of failure. I look at now progress and growth. Mm -hmm. So that's the important part that I focus on, not what did I miss or how did I fall short? Yeah. So it's like all, it's more than just choosing not to be sad and you're like choosing that you don't have to be depressed anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's important that you said that because it is like, you know, when sometimes when people hear that, like hear that things are a choice, they get turned off by that. Cause it's like, Oh, that's easy for you to say, but it's like, we're not saying just choose to not be sad. There's so many choices you can make every day that will lead you away from that and towards something new that aren't necessarily just don't be sad or be sad. Like those aren't like the two choices you have. Yeah. It's not like <laughs> just don't tell yourself you don't hate yourself. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah, and simple it, fixes. No. And it's also like, you know, like with the other day with me, like switching that thought, like in the moment, like that's going to happen to me again. But the more and more I am aware and the more I, I flip that switch every time, then that new path in my brain is being made. And then it'll be yeah. like more automatic for me to think I love myself than it will be for me to think I hate myself, which is what I'm working toward. Exactly. I'm working to like, to rewire my internal thinking and programming, but also too, um, another thing that um, I had a situation happen to me recently and it was like a sad situation, but um, I, I asked myself uh, once I kind of got through it, what did I learn? You know, and that's a thing I've been asking myself a lot more recently when I go through things. It doesn't make the situation less sad and being sad is fine. It's just that like now I'm like, okay, did I learn stuff from this? And what did I learn? And what can I use going forward now? You know, because I can't change the thing that happened. And, you know, that it is what it is. And that's, you know, that's life. Unfortunately, (laughs) sometimes things happen that are outside of our control, but we can control where we focus our thought patterns. um, And we can only do that consciously. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I am out of my perpetual midlife crisis. (laughs) I, always try to extract the most I can from any moment. Mm -hmm. And so that also means like when something bad happens, I don't want to just let that be like, well, something bad happened. I'm like, no, I'm going to get everything out of those moments that I can, which means in those circumstances, I'm like, what did I learn? How do I grow from this? How do I prevent this? 
how do I get better from this? Uh, why did this happen? You know, um, what actions did I make that maybe helped this to be a thing? Or what actions did other people? Where was I weak? And that's okay that I was weak. But mm-hmm. now, like, let's think about it. Like, where did I, where did I falter? You know, all these things. And it's, it's really hard to, like, look back. Because sometimes it's, sometimes you weren't the person you wanted to be in certain situations, you know. Or maybe you weren't as strong as you wanted to be. Or maybe you were. It do, Like, there's a billion things. And we're talking vaguely. But yeah. there's so much that you can get from those experiences and that are going to help you through life so instead of just kind of letting the things happen to you and just being like well that happened that sucks like there's something more you can pull from it Mm -hmm. definitely yeah and use that and uh be aware and then just try to be conscious moving forward like when you're making those choices those future choices and like the future talk that you have with yourself and all of those kinds of situations. Yeah. And it's a good time too to make sure you're doing, you know, uh, working on that programming of your brain because it is really easy to get down on yourself. Even if you didn't do anything wrong in a situation, you know, um, like it's just easy to let all of that pile up. Um, but maybe really practice those like, you know, positive, more like, um, positive ways of thinking about those things. So that way you're not just reinforcing those attachments that aren't serving you anymore. That's, that's, I guess that's another thing, like how, another question to ask yourself, how am I reinforcing the things that aren't serving me? Yeah. Ooh, that's a big one to ask yourself because you have to be really honest. (laughs) Yeah. You have to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's hard to take responsibility. It really is. It's very hard. It's so much easier to say, like, these things are happening to me. Yeah. And I have nothing to do with it. I'm a victim of the things that are happening to me. And it can seem like that. Mm-hmm. It can be very convincing, you know, and to a certain extent, some of it is true, but it, it it's not saying that like those things are happening to because of you. What it's saying is, is like that you still have a responsibility and there's different choices you could be making to make it better, you know, mm-hmm. or, or move in a different direction. And definitely like maybe in a situation something was done to you and you are that victim, right? But you have so much power and control over your uh, takeaways, I guess I'm going to say, mm-hmm. from it or how you grow from that. Or like like you said, you can just sit there and be like, I'm a victim, this sucks, you know, and then let maybe the... Um, ways you've behaved before or your attachments or you know that aren't serving you keep going you know because you're the victim you didn't do anything wrong this person did this to you so that sucks but instead of maybe going hey am I am I reacting in a way that's healthy for me is this the way I should react or have I just decided this is my identity because I became a victim in this like it doesn't take away that this person did something bad to you, yeah. but it lets you grow and be better for it. So that way what they did isn't going to bring you down further. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, not trying to say that it's, it's okay to feel bad if something <laughs> bad happens to you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying that we have more, um, ability to change our situations and mindsets than we think we don't have to just accept the 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 way we're feeling all the time yeah yeah I agree or like or we know that it's not like permanent too like yeah that's a huge one yeah there's like there's resonance in that like where you know um you know that it's uh temporary and it's okay that you're feeling but you if it's also good to be aware in those situations and not like, like it's, it's interesting. Like sadness is an interesting emotion because we also get like programmed into how we move through sadness and how we feel through sadness. But 
if we're conscious while we're moving through our sadness, like maybe we can choose to move through that in a new beautiful way because it doesn't have to be like the same every time, you know, like mourning is personal um, and you don't have to mourn the same way every time. You can also grow in your sadness and grow in all of your emotions and learn new ways and new techniques to feel and express those as you move through life. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. That was, that's huge to me. That's, that's exactly, yeah. I mean, a hundred percent like, and it sucks, especially when we're talking about sadness Yeah. because it's already painful Mm -hmm. and it's already hard to be in, you know? And sometimes it's like, I think about it like the, the addict that, or, you know, alcoholic that just needs a drink to like get through their sadness. Right. And so I think Mm -hmm. we're all, when we rely on that maybe old behavior pattern or way we, you know, live in sadness, we're just taking a drink to get through it instead of actually going, okay, this is happening. Mm -hmm. And how do I consciously go through this? We're just doing that, like kind of like, metaphorically taking that drink and ignoring mm-hmm. what how we're going through it and how we're dealing with it mm-hmm. and we're just falling into that pattern yeah and you can choose anything else so that's where choice comes in where you can choose to maybe move through it through painting you can choose to move through it through dancing you can choose to move through it um, by helping other people you can choose to move through it by just feeling it like all (laughs) like you know you can you can do however you want but try some new ways because you know even though like we have uh quote unquote good emotions and negative emotions like they're all beautiful if you allow them to be and they all serve you and they all serve you like you yeah exactly you learn so it's not like choosing isn't like denying like the spectrum of emotions that we have. It's just maybe choose a different way. Yeah. You know, learn something about yourself. Uh, learn something new about yourself. Don't do what you would normally do. Try something else out. And like maybe think about too, knowing when you don't need to be there anymore. Yeah. Knowing when you're just holding on to something because you're afraid or whatever the reason is, you know, um, I was telling Tanya earlier that like in, in my college years, I was like, ah, I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to work on stuff. And I was always thinking there was something like that. I was falling short of this, what the, like a healthy person was like, quote unquote, healthy in mind and spirit, you know? And like, so I was always working on stuff because I mean, obviously, you know, we have this podcast for a reason, Tanya and I love introspection. (laughs) So like, (laughs) but like, then I realized I was like, I am just doing all of these intakes because I just am, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Not like addicted to, but like, I just want to do these things like I want to I want to hash it out I want to get in my mind and I want to see this and it was Mm -hmm. almost like a little bit of like um not a fascination but what's the thing when you're just obsessed or something with it I think obsessed is the word like you had like a hunger for it yeah Yeah, and I was and then once I realized I was like what I don't I'm not saying I don't therapy is not good. I just didn't need it. Like I was just, I was searching for something that wasn't there and I was convincing myself that I needed to like keep working and figure out my like life and all this stuff. And, um, I didn't like, (laughs) I just, but that was like a false belief that I made for myself. I was like, ah, I got to keep doing this thing. Um, it's, it's just, it takes that conscious awareness of it. Like you have to think about like, what am I doing what beliefs am I holding on to? Like, what, what am I just, what else could be there? Yeah. I think a lot of it just comes down to like, just full on connecting with yourself because like, I think a lot of these things come when like the connection, the connection is lost and you don't really know. And like, for me, a lot of that stuff too, is like when you're, uh, when we were talking about that earlier, like going to therapy and all that stuff, like, a lot of times, like for me, it's like I compare myself to other people and what they're doing and like what what 
society says I should be doing for my age or like so many different things. Like there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of times where I just get down on myself about so many different things based off of like what other people think or do or whatever. But like that is all irrelevant because it's, it doesn't matter what other people are doing. It it matters what I, what I think and what I choose, you know, but you can get so blindsided by a lot of that. But coming back to what we were talking about earlier, I I was telling you that like my whole life, I've kind of always been like, there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me. And I've read this in a lot of books and a lot of people who I really respect have like asked the question, said to said, ask yourself maybe this question. What if nothing's wrong with you? Yeah. And like, how would you move through life differently if you believed that nothing was wrong with you? Yeah. And a lot of people like I could see too, using that as a justification for the attaching themselves to the thing that's not serving themselves. Like (laughs) I'm just, I don't know a better way of defining it. So I'm just going to keep repeating it that way. Um, (laughs) It's true. um, But like, let's get back to the sad, like I am a sad person. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they've like allowed that to be the thing that's limiting them from yeah. being something else. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like if you're in love with being the sad person and it's working for you, then fine. Like <laughs> do that. But but if you feel stuck in any way or you're unhappy with or where you, you are. Or if you realize it's not working for you. And you realize it's not working for you. Yeah. Like any anytime you feel like you just feel like you're uh you should be doing more or something else or something different or any of those things Then maybe like some of the stuff we've talked about could help you. Well, and realize what's wrong with you. Maybe nothing yeah. like maybe nothing's wrong with you. You're just choosing to do this you yeah. know, or be this or whatever, you know, insert thing. Yeah. And you also, um, another thing, this kind of has to do with like the, like the manifestation episode where we were talking about, but it doesn't have to be manifestation. It's just that you, um, you can't change into or go somewhere that you can't see. Mm. You know what I mean? So you really (laughs) profound. (laughs) So you have to believe it and see it like in your heart and your mind, and then you can go there. So if all you see and all you believe and all you believe is that you're sad, then that's where you're going to stay. You have to choose a new destination and then go there. And you have to realize too, because I I think this is something that happens a lot. Like we see other people and we don't think we can have that Mm -hmm. or we can be that way or, you know, they're just wired differently so they can be that way or they don't have what I have. Like I'm this, you know, and so I can never be that way. Um, and I'm not talking about material or anything like that. I'm just talking about your, just your inner workings. Mm -hmm. Um, but like you, you can be that and all you, you can, you really can. And honestly, the only way you can is if you decide to believe that you can, yep. which is exactly what you were talking about with the manifestation. Yep. Like it really only happens once you believe it, which is why you first have to consciously question it and go, okay, does this have to be my reality? Yeah. And the answer is no. Yeah. Just so you know, it's no, it doesn't have to be. Um, yeah. <laughs> give you that one for free (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) that's so true and then you have to embrace that a different that you can change that there is a different way and i will also add this note uh uh Two, if you are a person who has friends family people you love all of those folks in your life um Sometimes people can't believe things for themselves right away, but if you believe it for them, it will help them to maybe eventually believe it for themselves. So that's equally as important. Like, um, I think I wrote a note to myself like 10 years ago, but one of the notes to myself was it's more important. It's probably even more important for you to believe in other 
people's dreams than your own because you you have to believe it for everyone to believe it for you it's it's you know we're all we're all in this together so it's just a gift to be able to like believe in change believe in all of these things for everyone including yourself and if you can't believe it for yourself please surround yourself with people who do believe in that for you because that is a gift that you can give yourself. If you can't give it to yourself internally yet, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Just build a support system, you know? And you are able to do that. Yeah. And it's hard. It just takes making like those conscious decisions and really working for it. Mm -hmm. It is hard, I think, to find people that it's hard to build that support network. It's hard to find people. Um, especially if you're an introvert (laughs) like me and Tanya, but, um, yeah, it is possible. And I, I love that you put that in there because that's, that's important. And how to support people in this too. And I, I struggle with that because I know that I can't just grab someone and (laughs) shake them and be like, can't you see what I see? You don't have to be this way. I mean, you can (laughs) do that. (laughs) You're amazing. Like you have this, I just want to yell at people and Mm -hmm. I want them to get in my body. I want them to look at themselves through my eyes. So that way they could see how like, Oh, sorry. (laughs) We we can swear. (laughs) We didn't make any rules. That's true. Um, I want them to see how incredible they are and can be and all the things and potential I see for them um and just see that they just want to be like you don't have to look at things this way but I know that I can't just say that to people I maybe I don't know I I haven't found a way to really help support people in that I'm not really sure I don't think that's true of you. (laughs) I feel feel like you support people on that very well. I I do. You hold, for one, it's just holding space for them to be where they are at the time while also knowing that they're magnificent. Just knowing someone is amazing and magnificent and believing that in your heart is enough. Like, because people can feel that, you know? And it's going to come through in the way you treat them. It is totally going to come through in the way you treat them. And then also, like, when they do need help or if people do ask, then you're there. Or like if you, you can do it in other ways by like showing people opportunities. If they want to take the opportunities, that's up to them, but you're still believing in, you know, them enough to like find ways to show it and without also being like, I need you to to change or you should change or whatever. Yeah. You can't just harp on people or get on their case every day. Like, why haven't you gotten better yet? It's like, that doesn't help anyone. No, and it's also <laughs> like, it's like you don't need that. It's like, of course, it's so hard. Like when you hear a friend or or anyone, you know, talk about themselves in a way where you're like, I know that's not true, but also like exactly what you said when you're when you're relating to them from the space of pure belief in like them, it's still gonna come through, you know. Yeah. Um, And it's very important. And also just to go back to like the introvert note, like if you are someone who has a harder time finding like support, like in your, your circle around you, find books, find, find a podcast, find pot. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Find podcasts, (laughs) find, find teachers, find mentors. They're all over. And like, you don't need, um, you don't need to be in someone's physical presence, for them to have an effect on you and support you. Yeah. And I love too, that you said that holding the space thing, because, um, we're all at different points of our growth in life and what we understand and what we know. And it's not fair to expect someone to be at a spot that you are at right now. Mm -hmm. And maybe it took you like, dozens of years to get there you know or maybe it took maybe you always had that you know maybe it just came natural to you and that's great but you have to realize that not everyone is there yet and we can't treat people like how are you not where I am yeah you know uh like just let them be where they are and then just help and support where they are and where they're going yeah and that's really hard um 
But I think it's worth working on. Yeah. Especially when you want to like support your friends and stuff. Totally. And also too, another thing I just want to add to that really quick is that um, uh, I think like just, it's just like, you know, plants or, or seeds or animals or anything like the, I talk about the final expression all the time. <laughs> it's not going to be the first, the, the last time you hear me talking about the final expression. But everyone has like a final expression that like, you know, is to be realized. And to think that. And you can have multiple final expressions. Yes. Just yes. so you know. But also like, you know, sometimes what someone's heart wants might seem, might seem like. I don't know, maybe like not enough for what you think this person could do or it might, there's a lot of things it could seem, right? But it's their heart and And what their journey and their journey and what they and the lessons they need to learn. Yeah. And and you don't, and it's so hard, but you don't know, like maybe a thing that you would find fulfilling and so amazing not at all what that person like want or, or if you're trying to stop them from a mistake you made in the past like yeah. yes there's room to you know obviously help people yes. by your own experience yes. but you still have to let like you can impart your your information but you still got to let them follow their heart and do the things that they need to do yeah. to get the lessons and the things that they need to do in their life yeah and End note. (laughs) (laughs) I think that the same is true for yourself. Get out of your own way. Stop thinking that you know what is right or that you Mm -hmm. know that, like, you know, something else could be better like just try to allow the space for yourself too to figure out and like you know and like and and go through your journey be loving mm-hmm. for yourself be forgiving of yourself be encouraging of yourself see where you've grown mm-hmm. and know that don't change, see where you failed know that change is possible and you have to see it if you want to get there thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening.